You are listening to the Ukraine Media Podcast, episode number 64. Here we go. Hello, Ukraine Media family. Vladimir Prognevsky here, and welcome to episode number 64 of the Ukraine Media Podcast, where I serve a Ukraine Media family with daily, that's right, daily interviews from highly creative people. And when I say daily, I mean Monday through Friday. No weekends, at least not for now, maybe in the near future. So I want to try this daily podcast format for the whole month of May, and I have a good feeling about it. My goal is to talk to as many creatives as possible. And speaking of creatives, today's guest is Jessica La. She's a designer, illustrator, and animator based in Los Angeles, California. But before I play my interview with Jessica, I want to briefly tell you about ActionVFX.com. They provide the best stock footage elements for professional visual effects from explosions, fire and smoke, muzzle flashes and bullet shells and gun effects to debris and particles. They have your assets covered. Available in 4K, 100% royalty free. They also have over 250 free VFX elements for you to download. Stuff like free fire sound effects. Effects, spell hits, bullet shells, blood mist, bullet hole textures, dust waves, water sound effects, explosion sound, and the list goes on and on. Not only that, but they also have lots of tutorials. It is a great online resource that you absolutely have to check out. So go to actionvfx.com. Again, it's actionvfx.com. And now here's my conversation with Jessica La. Enjoy. Jessica, welcome to the show and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hi. So a weird thing that not many people know about me is that I hate odd numbers besides 7, 5, <laughs> 10, 15, etc. So in my car, I have to make sure that the radio volume is at an even number <laughs> or one of the odd numbers that I like. This is interesting. And when did this start? How, how did this come about? I think it's the look of odd numbers to me. I guess They're that's a like odd, a right? designer point of view. I don't like the look of odd numbers. Interesting. Well, I've never met anyone, Jessica, who, who had anything <laughs> like this. So you're the first. I'll have to make sure to write it down in my journals. <laughs> yeah. It's really strange. I don't know. Hey, there's nothing strange about it. That's pretty cool. It makes you unique, right? Now, Jessica, <laughs> let's start at the very beginning. How did you get started in design, illustration, and animation? So walk us through that. Well, I never really had much interest in the digital world with art because I just started drawing from when I was a kid up until high school. And my high school didn't focus on the arts very much. So it was mainly fine art drawings and paintings. So I focused on that. And while I was applying to art colleges, I stumbled upon Otis, College of Art and Design. And the thing I liked about Otis was that I didn't need to declare a major right when I started my first year. So I decided to go with that because I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to do fine art drawings and paintings anymore. And I found motion design, which I had no idea what to do in the digital programs like the Adobe Suite. I had no idea. <laughs> I never learned it. So my sophomore year was filled with sleepless nights trying to learn how to use Photoshop, Illustrator, and After Effects. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> with After Effects, I was an idiot and I didn't know that the files had to stay where they were. <laughs> so I just kept <laughs> deleting whatever I had because I wanted to make room and then it was a whole cycle. <laughs> oh boy, boy. Wow, that sounds painful. 
it really was. <laughs> After Effects was really tricky, but I eventually learned it magically in my first semester, and I made one of my projects that I'm still really proud about because it shows where I came from and where I went. So yeah, there's still a lot more learning and growing to do, and I'm really excited about that. No, that's awesome. I don't think we ever arrive, right? We're always we're on a journey of discovery. As soon as you learn yeah. something, then there's like a new After Effects comes out or something else, then you're like, yeah, more to learn. <laughs> yeah, same with your projects. You know, it's not it's never ending. You don't know when to stop. Now, what was your first job? Was it straight out of college? Did you work a job in, while in college, like an internship or anything like that? Um, does non-creative count? <laughs> sure. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, I worked at a pet store actually down the street from my school to pay for rent. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, that was really stressful. That was filled with a bunch of sleepless nights too. As for creative, my first creative job was an internship after my third year of school. And that was at MPC, Motion Picture Company. And that was a really interesting experience. Uh, we were pampered. <laughs> Like the workers, including the interns, myself included, we were pampered like kings and queens. That's awesome. Wish yeah, I had that. someone bring me a smoothie. Wow. <laughs> to my desk. <laughs> Living the high life, huh? Yeah, and I was like, what? I'm just putting keyframes here and there. I don't deserve it. Oh, yes, you do. You're supposed to say, well, where's my <laughs> second one? <laughs> yeah, so that was a pretty great experience. That's pretty cool. Now, let's transition to a dark moment in your life. Now, I want you to tell us the story of the worst moment in your creative journey. So, Jessica, take it away. Don't hold back any punches. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is a specific, it's not a specific moment, but throughout the time in art school, I had several, several meltdowns <laughs> <laughs> thinking I shouldn't be doing this as a career. I'm going to live in a cardboard box on the street. I'm not going to make any money. The industry is so saturated. How am I going to stand out? Um, yeah, a lot of self-deprecating thoughts went through my head throughout the time in art school. And there were many moments where I wanted to just drop out, do something stable. The last or the first month, into my art school experience, my mom actually begged me, are you sure you don't want to do accounting <laughs> or something like that? And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's going to be fine. Oh, gosh, was I wrong? <laughs> art school is very, very stressful compared to any other school. <laughs> um, you're constantly working, never getting vitamin D. I went to the doctor and they told me I was vitamin D deficient. Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> so is it because you weren't outside enough? Yeah, I wasn't outside enough. And I was in a prison block Ouch. of computers. Staring at screens. Oh my gosh, Staring that can't at be good. Screens, letting my eyeballs rot. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, my vision is still amazing though. I think I have 20-20 vision. Wow, wow. <laughs> very, very impressed. I can't say the yeah. same. <laughs> now, you said that feeling, that feeling of like, am I doing the right thing? How did you cure that feeling? Or are you still dealing with uh, those kinds of emotions to this day? Honestly, in the when I was in those moments, I didn't really find a solution. I just kind of had to flip to the side of school. 
mm-hmm. this this homework assignment is due. If I don't finish it, I'm gonna fail. And right. um, regardless how you feel I about just, it, right? <laughs> yeah, regardless how it was, it was a kind of a thing where I had to do what I had to do. So yeah, I went to that side of things, and then. Um, the more I kept focusing on the schoolwork, making sure that it's complete, I realized I really enjoy this. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing. There's nothing else I really can do. Art was the thing that I knew and I was confident that I was good at. So I kind of fell back on that confidence in myself and I just kept pushing forward. Thankfully, now I don't feel the same way. <laughs> That's good. Now let's shift gears and talk about something positive. Tell us the story of your best moment in your creative journey. The best moment, I would say it only happened a couple of weeks ago. Nice. That's fresh. I, yes. <laughs> I got booked at one of my dream companies. I always referenced them in my schoolwork and just in my personal work. And it was amazing to be able to work amongst the insanely talented artists I, that I always looked up to. You can't share the dream company name? I can. <laughs> uh, what it's is Buck. it? Oh my gosh, I just interviewed somebody from there. Oh, uh, really? Casey Latchley. Just, Sorry? His name is Casey Latchley. I actually interviewed uh, five people from Buck. Oh, so it's wow. pretty cool. And, yeah. Uh, like, uh, J.R. Knest. That, that's my dream companies. <laughs> No, that's pretty sweet. Wow. So this is kind of cool. I just yesterday interviewed him and now you. So everyone, I, it seems like everyone has some kind of association with Buck. That's yeah, <laughs> I guess so. That's awesome. Now let's yeah. let's uh, let's transition to a quick uh, Q&A round. A total of six questions. We'd love to hear your response on all of them. Now, what should artists, especially students, be doing constantly, whether it's on a daily basis or just as much as possible? I'd say out of many things, to set aside your ego. Because there's no room for that in the workplace. No one likes a show off. (laughs) And it definitely holds you back from learning the best you can. Um, I've definitely been, I think a lot of us have been in that moment of feeling very confident in ourselves, maybe overly confident. And I feel like that hurts me in the long run. Because if someone asks me, oh, do you know how to do this? Like, oh, yeah, of course I do. And then they ask me to show them. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm, cr- I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's a really important thing, especially in the workplace, because no one's going to like you. <laughs> no, it's true. You, you definitely want to be likable. I learned that it's better to work with people that are maybe not as talented, but just a pleasure to be around. Everybody wants to be around those people that just bring the best out of people. You know? and yeah. If you can be that person, you're going to be busy. Yeah, that's a lot of the reasons why people get their jobs from friends, word of mouth. If you're not going to be pleasurable to work with, then why hire you? Now, I'm curious. I haven't asked this question before. Maybe I have. I can't remember. But I'm curious. If you were to graduate from college right now, let's say you went back in time, right? And you just graduated from college and you only have like 500 bucks in the bank and a laptop and internet (laughs) connection and maybe a, a permanent place to stay. What would you do? What would be your first step? What would you do to find work or, or just, I guess, uh, find your next step? Putting you on the spot here, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. Just email people like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Get email like, happy. Bombard people. Bombard producers with email. With your That's demo kind of reel, with I, your work, right? 
Yeah, that's kind of what I did with Buck. I emailed them right when I got out of school. No replies. I think maybe one reply. Um, <laughs> what, was, what was the ratio? How, how many replies for, like, let's say 10 emails that you get or sent one out? Ten. <laughs> one out of 10. That's pretty yeah. good. That's not bad. One out of 10 mean, is good. I guess. Yeah, it's better than no response. But yeah, I was really discouraged because that was one of my dream companies. I just kept emailing them, not every week, because that would be a nuisance, but <laughs> maybe once a month, I would email them, just reminding them, I'm here, I'm Persistent. ready to work. I love it. Yeah. And you're not really losing anything, right? They don't see you. If they saw you in person, they wouldn't know that you're the crazy girl behind the emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just... He pasted emails. That's interesting because like, you know, what's that rule of seven? I forget what, I'm sure there's some kind of terminology for it, but people usually don't notice something unless they hear something seven times or like it truly like sinks into their subconscious and like sinks in. So just oh. because he sent one email and you get a response, like that's not a way to stop. Like you should follow up again and again yeah. and again and again. And it looks like you got what you wanted because based on follow up, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well, and great work, of course. I've, I've seen your work. Your work is beautiful, Thank by the you. way. Now, Thank you. Thank you so much. Another question. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Anything with animals. <laughs> I love them so, so much. How many, how many animals do you Especially my dog. Have? So you have Sorry? One, how many, you, do you have one dog, right? Do you have any other pets? Yeah, I have one dog. Throughout, I don't have any more pets right now. Well, I guess I have fish. But <laughs> <laughs> um, as a kid, I... My sister, she owned a bunch of hamsters, <laughs> uh, and then the cool. hamsters had babies. Oh my and goodness, then, then you had a big I, family. It was a mess. <laughs> and then we had a rabbit, turtles. Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> you had a zoo. You grew up in a zoo. We had a zoo. That's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, well, it's pretty cool <laughs> unless it's cleanup time. Then it's just... Oh, yeah. That's why I like dogs, because honestly, it's not much cl to clean up compared to rabbits and hamsters and... <laughs> guinea pigs <laughs> i have two kids and i don't have any pets at all and honestly with i already have two kids i can't imagine having another <laughs> you know, a pet to take care of like, that's just yeah i could imagine <laughs> maybe when i'm older and uh, feel like i need a companion or something then i'll look <laughs> yeah maybe when the kids leave the nest yeah right now I'm, I'm actually just looking for like free time more of like just a because <laughs> you're always yeah, around just kids. a quick nap <laughs> right <laughs> quick nap sounds good. right dog will not let you nap now, <laughs> share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. I guess going back to the ego, well, I don't know if it's going back to the ego thing. It's our, our discussion about it. But one of my habits is being friendly and sociable. I'm an extrovert, mostly. Mostly. So, <laughs> like mostly. I'm an introverted extrovert. That's pretty um, cool. <laughs> but at the workplace, I would die if I didn't make friends there. I would just not enjoy my time. So I always try to make an effort to talk to people and befriend people, especially my desk mates, because I'm with them majority of the day. And I feel like that has led me to successes because those friends I've made at companies have rep referred me to other companies that they've been at. Um, and I've gotten jobs from friends and coworkers and stuff like that. So, Wow. You know, it's interesting because it's something that the Casey said the same thing yesterday uh, from a guy from oh, Buck really? that I spoke with. 
He said yeah. the same thing. It's all about because he's a social butterfly. He said it's because of the people, the connections that he made throughout the years that got him to where he is today. And it, it is so true. It's all about who you know. and But most importantly, it's who knows you. And, yeah. you know, if if like you're, you're so persistent, you're sending out emails, you're it's good to go to meetups. That's what he was recommending. Go to any kind of motion graphics, animation meetups and meet as many people as you can. And for me, doing a podcast, especially daily now, I love it because I get to talk to amazing creative people like you every single day, pretty much. And uh, that's so cool. You get to I see I, I've done like 64 podcast interviews now. And uh, I feel well, like I made 64 friends in different parts of the world. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, like, I understand that it's so hard to socialize sometimes. Like, like I said, I am a little bit of an introvert, too. So going to those meetups, if I'm not on top of my game, it's really excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> so I would recommend with those people, because I feel like a lot of artists are introverts, to bring a good friend with you that might be better with socializing and then that way you'll feel more comfortable right just don't bring your imaginary friend that would be right oh no 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 <laughs> you don't want to embarrass yourself. be a great conversation starter meet my imaginary friend bob he's pretty cool oh, he's gosh. mostly quiet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now where do you get your inspiration from jessica i think everyone can find inspiration from everywhere with me, I find inspiration in my everyday experiences, whether it's at a coffee shop or in a very industrial building, children's books, ceramics, television series, films. And I think most of all, for me, I find inspiration in nature. I feel very connected with nature and I, I'm an eco-friendly maniac, so... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of inspiration comes from there, and a lot of my work is based from nature. Are there any TV series or movies that you've been or that you binge on, or, or your favorite ones that you like to recommend oh, for our audience? Yes, right now, <laughs> Jane the Virgin is out. <laughs> nice, nice. I love that that show. <laughs> In terms of artwork and stuff like that, I really love Star versus the Forces of Evil. It's from the Disney Channel series. And then, of course, Steven Universe. A lot of people love Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah, those those TV shows are really beautiful. Those are great ones. Appreciate you sharing that. And uh, recommend an internet resource that you find helpful in your work or personal life. I feel silly recommending this, but I recommend Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> because, interesting. Yeah, because a lot of artists use Instagram now, and they post their what's it called breakdown videos showing you from start to finish what they're working on right now so far that's not finished yet finished work it's very um takes to the name it's very instant it's really easy to post your work as opposed to let's say a website artists it would take time to design the whole project layout and what if it's the project isn't even finished yet but you want to share what you have so far so i find a lot of artwork that I'm drawn to from Instagram. A lot of people ask me where I find certain things and it's mainly Instagram. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. And uh, thank you for that recommendation. I remember yesterday we were, I was talking to Casey and he was, uh, he was actually complaining about Instagram. He was saying how really? he, he's more of a Behance kind of guy. He loves Behance okay, yeah, yeah. because there you kind of don't feel the pressure to post. And uh, he was saying how Instagram feels more like work. And Okay. Uh, I, 
I understand that. But, but you I mentioned was... stories and videos. That's a little different, though. When people go live and show their what they're working on, that's a uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a little different. Though. That's a totally different perspective that you put on Instagram. So there's hope yeah, for the, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, the only live videos I watch, which are rarely, are animal videos. Animal videos. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty but cool. I understand Casey's point of view because Instagram it really is a burden sometimes because you feel so much pressure to post because there, there's so many people that are posting their artwork. But just gotta do you, you know, if you don't want to post it, then don't post it. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think he said something about Behance that you can kind of take more time, post it when it's finished. But Instagram has more kind of like you, I don't know, have to be like on top of it, making sure everything <laughs> is timely. And uh, anyways, he's saying how yeah. there's a lot of anxiety and all that stuff. Anyway, yeah. last question. How can people get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me on Instagram. Jessica.l.la or you can email me jessicalilylaw at gmail.com. Lily is L-I-L-Y and yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you sharing your journey with our Ukramedia family, so thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jessica La. Make sure to check out Jessica's beautiful work at jessicalilyla.com. Again, it's jessicalilyla.com. And as always, all the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at ukramedia.com slash 64. Also, make sure to check out actionvfx.com. Remember, they have your assets covered, available in 4K, 100% royalty-free. If nothing else, download their 250 plus free VFX elements and check out their tutorials and blogs. They're very useful. Go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And lastly, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukramedia.com community. We have well over 3,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you trying to grow and it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ecrevedia Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>